And we believe in CE in particular, the opportunity is much, much larger, like 10 times uh, versus what we can see today. Welcome to Mission Capital, the Invest Austria podcast. We talk with private capital investors about growing and scaling innovative companies. My name is Laura, and I'm happy to welcome Magdalena today. We will talk about the current challenges and developments about later stage investments. Hi, Magdalena. Nice to have you here. Do you want to introduce yourself shortly to our listeners? Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure talking to you. So, my name is uh, Magda Schnigotska. I'm investment director at uh, CVI, and uh, I'm responsible for origination, execution, and monitoring of private debt and private equity investments um, in the CE region. The CVI is a leading private debt uh, player uh, focusing on small and medium enterprises. And we currently have 1 billion euros of assets under management. Yeah, happy to go deeper into this a little later. We will start with our three entry questions for today. One word about the startup ecosystem in Austria. What I can say generally about the region, including Austria, is the untapped potential. That includes both the potential growth um, in the businesses, but also, I believe, the potential of future investments. For example, in our asset class, in private debt, uh, we've seen unprecedented growth uh, in terms of uh, the commitments to the asset class. And uh, the asset class grew five times since 2008. And we believe in CE in particular, the opportunity is much, much larger, like 10 times uh, versus what we can see today. And I think that obviously includes Austria and other countries of the region. Yes, definitely. One wish about the future of the CE location. I think when it comes to CE market, I think the key wish from the perspective of our recent fundraising, is that we as a region need to further develop a local institutional investor base that will consistently reinvest into the market, growing the capital allocations. I think this would be my main wish. And uh, these days, every crisis, every geopolitical uncertainty proves that nobody understands the region better than smart local LP money. And I think this is what we should strive for, strive for. And what's the most important learning from your journey that you would pass on to your peers? Well, it depends on how you define the journey. Um, uh, when I think about our journey um, as in terms of recent fundraising, because it is the first direct lending institutional fund for the region where we reached out to global institutional investor base. We attracted uh, a lot of interest from development institutions, but I think it's still a lot of work to attract pension funds, uh, insurance companies. So not from European, but even from the, from the global stage. So I think what, what really matters for anyone who wants to embark on a journey of fundraising is to really focus on being persistent. We often look at uh, the news, uh, hearing about record fundraising rounds uh, in the US or in Western Europe, record closings. But in our region, I think it, it just takes time. And uh, this is uh, 
also the case for, for, for new funds. But in our case, we had a proven strategy, proven team and the track record. And it also took a lot of persistence. Yeah, fundraising, especially for later stage investment fund, is really a pain, I think, in our region. So looking forward to some future changes there, hopefully. And we are also focusing on later stage investment today, an area where we still lack sufficient capital and also players, especially in Austria and also institutional investors are really still underrepresented. But besides that, what are the major challenges you are already anticipating from the current economic situation and also the geopolitical crisis? I think there are many variables impacting the markets. We observe that recently, The status quo that we've known for many years is challenged in every aspect of our life, from geopolitical to social to macro environment. I think from an investment perspective, the main challenge in such volatile markets is to stay vigilant to changing conditions, to anticipate trends um, and outcomes, to create appropriate investment oversight that can help to manage the downside risk. And, and the current situation, the increasing interest rates, the FX volatility, high levels of energy prices, issues with availability of raw materials, etc., the weakening global demand will, will certainly put pressure on enterprises and, and that will most likely bring recessionary environment. So we obviously have to be prepared, but I think every market, every crisis creates new opportunities. So What I think will be key for the investment managers is to be prepared, have committed funding ready, and be able to deploy capital in a selective and attentive manner. Are there any specific changes in your investment strategy? Does it have an impact on time horizons, valuations, or specific um, sectors you're targeting? I think that uh, as a private debt investor, We look at our investments slightly in a different way than private equity or venture capital investor. We look at properly managing the downside risk, and we are not that much interested in generating significant cash on cash or, or IRRs. And from that perspective, our strategy has not changed. I mean, we, especially in the current market cycle, we do uh, have to focus still on properly managing the downside risk. So it always involves putting in place a strong security package and an appropriate covenant monitoring. It uh, requires regular conversations with the management teams and with an industry experts. So, so from that perspective, We, we are doing what we've been doing over the last years. Now, in terms of the, the time horizon, that has also not changed. We invest uh, for up to five years. And um, given the time horizon, we don't evaluate the investments as a short-term game. We look uh, at the fundamental merits, and this is what we base our assessment on. In terms of sectors... Obviously, that we expect that some sectors might be hit harder um, than others. Um, that includes um, capital-intensive production, chemical businesses, retail, construction. Obviously, TMT, business services uh, are the usual favorites, right? Uh, or, or healthcare. But, but there will be sectors that, that, that might experience uh, 
more pressure and and we will remain more cautious about putting money into into these sectors but we don't specifically exclude them from the investment universe in terms of valuations uh, last last question that that uh, that you raised i think that the valuations for sure will be under pressure and we've seen that already because due to due to various reasons including the fact that the era of cheap money is is over uh, at least for some time from a perspective of a private debt provider the lower valuations they mean that uh, we evaluate the investments in a more conservative manner and we evaluate it from the perspective of the implied equity cushion and what is the actual sustainable debt level in the company so so the valuations certainly will will make it uh, i think more challenging to raise debt financing so you're also going back to a more conservative approach when evaluating the companies and then also when assessing the rates um, you're giving out yes we we effectively try to understand what is uh, the ability of this company to service and repay this debt given that the cost of debt is much higher than it used to be and also the equity that is within that company can be subject to 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 turbulent times it's not going to be that easy to to sell i'd say that many sponsors would decide to prolong their investment horizon or probably not 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 stay or not sell as 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 easily as as before yeah the market dynamics are definitely changing as you also mentioned the field investment funds which are really helpful during these times in your priority markets how are institutional investors involved in the local later stage markets and are there any specific incentives or advantages incurring them to invest or still invest also in a crisis situation our priority markets include uh, eu member states of the sea region so Poland accounts for majority of our investments, but we do investments in um, the Baltics, Romania, Czech Republic, Slovakia. And I think that currently the main institutional investors that provide capital in the region are development institutions like EIF, EBRD, IFC, and they have a mandate to do that. So um, they are very active. And I think in many instances, they are cornerstone investors. Also, from the perspective of the local development funds, for example, Polish Development Fund has been doing a good job in building the local ecosystem, sharing best investment practices, stepping in as LP for the PE, for VC, for private debt funds, as well as attracting uh, Western European GPs into the region. So I think that's very important. Unfortunately, um, there is still a limited appetite from Western European or US asset managers, like pension funds, insurance companies, endowments, who simply, in majority of the instances, just don't have a mandate to allocate to C. So if they have an array of opportunities from Western Europe or the US, why would they bother to spend extra time on exploring the region? And I think this should definitely change if we want to build a strong capital base in the region. But on top of that, and I think what's more important are the commitments from the local pension funds or insurance companies to alternative asset classes, including late stage, uh, including uh, VCs, including private equity, including private debt. For example, in Poland, 
there have been some regulatory changes. But in practice, the share of pension funds in alternative asset classes is very limited. And this is partially due to practical investment limitations, issues with accepting illiquidity, or just simply precautionary approach to the law interpretation. I think if we want to build strong local private capital markets, the involvement of local institutions is a must because this is, at the end of the day, one of the key requirements from the international LP community to follow the route. Yeah, I think pension fund involvement is definitely a game changer here. And I mean, in the end, this is the money of all citizens who will also benefit. Everybody would benefit from private equity, private debt investments, venture capital investments. So I hope also there's going to be some change here. And in general, would you wish or how would you describe the level of collaboration and also the level of support in your area when it comes to cooperating between private equity, private debt, venture capital? Is there collaboration or is there more competition? Well, I think when it comes to venture capital, co-investments are the bread and butter of, of VC ecosystem. And on top of that, the C market is relatively small. So people know each other. And I think the cooperation is, is there. Uh, private debt is quite specific because we do have to work with sponsors, with private equity, also in many cases, uh, technology funds that have businesses with sustainable cash flows to simply add additional funding into the capital structure. So we do speak to, to, to sponsors on a regular basis. From the private debt perspective, when it comes to cooperation between private debt funds, the local private debt fund uh, community is very limited. But we do see a growing interest from Western European GPs who either want to co-invest with us or they look for large deals uh, by themselves. And, um, and I think what's, what's quite specific for the region is that in our case, we mostly still look at small and medium market. Whereas the large Western European funds that want to co-invest, they want to have large tickets, uh, sometimes, you know, at least uh, 50 million or 100 million euro. So I think the market is not there yet in terms of the size and the potential investment universe. But as the market develops, I think there will be more co-investments also in the in the private debt space. Yeah, also hoping for that. <laughs> and also we still need, yeah, as you just said, more players in the market who could then collaborate because at, at the end there is still a long way to go. So coming to an end, if you would have one free wish for transforming the later stage um, investment ecosystem or framework in general, Where would you go and where would you start acting? At the end of the day, it comes down to regulatory framework. And um, what's, I think what, what's really important is that we should enable local institutional investors, also local high net worth individuals, to allocate to alternative assets. Just to give you an example, 10 years ago, allocations to alternatives accounted for circa 15% of the overall European assets under management. Alternatives that includes private equity, venture capital, private debt, infrastructure, real estate, impact investing, everything really, right? 
Currently, this share has almost doubled. So in 10 years, the allocations to alternatives in Europe have increased twice in terms of the, the share of the portfolio. And that shows that investors in Western Europe, also in the US, recognize the importance of having a diversified portfolio. And uh, the similar trend is seen also among high net worth individuals that for many years had issues with accessing the alternative assets. Right now, these investments are becoming more and more imp uh, important and also popular. So the portfolio diversification is crucial, especially in, in the current volatile markets. And again, going back to our region, I think what would really transform the private equity framework um, in, or, or generally the industry, private equity, private debt, venture capital, is having the local LP base. And that would certainly unlock the potential of private equity, private debt and venture capital markets. Thank you so much, Magdalena, for being here with us today. Thank you, Laura. It was a pleasure talking to, with you and I look forward to Invest Austria and uh, to meeting all the people there. Dieser Podcast wird produziert von Stefan Tesch.